Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We just learned on the train on our way here. Um, and it was very, very shocking. Uh, you know, I've been a Lynx, Lynx flyer for quite some time. And um, it's quite quite disappointed. Kind of blows my mind. You yeah. don't expect to be flying on one of the last flights for an airline. Ah, it's never fun when you're caught in the middle, but uh, here we go. Another one biting the dust, talking about Lynx Airlines. This is a regional carrier for WestJet, and it announced late Thursday night that it's uh, going out of business. This is um, a Calgary-based flyer, and uh, as of 12.01 Mountain Time Monday, you got a ticket to ride, you are going nowhere, albeit, I think... A lot of people who have booked on this are probably just trying to get out or get anything of what they can, which is, again, very, very difficult. And so, you know, bottom line is they cite things that the inflation was too much, fuel prices too much, you know, regulatory costs getting in the way, exchange rates, cost of capital, you know. The bottom line is in this country, it is extremely hard for us to get any competition because we keep seeing these smaller regional airlines kind of go out of business. Not the first time, certainly. I mean, I was going through some of the lists of have we ever, you know, what other airlines have we had? And then don't forget, there was Sky Service closed down in 2010. Uh, there was Go Travel South, which operated out of Halifax. Zoom Airlines, I forgot about it. That shut down in 20, uh, 2008. Uh, Ward Air, my goodness, if you're uh, old enough to remember that one. Uh, Canada 3000, I remember covering that one. Jetsco, Greyhound, Roots, Royal Airlines. I mean, we have smaller regional air carriers that try to survive in this country, and they can't. Why? Let's get Duncan D., former chief operating officer over at Air Canada, joining us. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. You know, I saw this newsflash, um, you know, coming by my um, internet uh, last night, and I, I was like, Lynx Airlines, Lynx, uh, I didn't even remember. I didn't, I was like, what's Lynx Airlines? But again, I don't think a lot of people know it, And can, of course, if unless you're in the West and you're booked on it. So what, what are your feelings about this? Did this come as a surprise? Look, it came as a shock, but not as a surprise. Um, right. Listeners may remember that back in December, the CEO of Porter Airlines, Michael DeLuce, was actually quite prescient when he said mm-hmm. that, He felt that one of the ultra-low-cost carriers would go under within the next two years. So, you know, he's uh, hitting the mark uh, right on. Yeah, there have been a lot of challenges, and certainly I'd be so, so sad if anything happened to Porter. Um, But what this means, you know, certainly we'll take it from the airline side, because the Airline Pilots Association International says, look, this will be 160 pilots out of a job. The flight, flight crews will be out of work, and, of course, all the others behind the scenes. But as I understand, I mean, there are areas of the market that we have shortages of. And so I, I assume that these pilots, or maybe correct me, will will get, um, you know, uh, probably placed in other airlines, no? Unless we don't have any no, WestJet or Canada? You're, Air Canada? Yeah, you're, absol- you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you've got uh, 160 pilots at, uh, at Lynx Air, which, uh, are, which operates the Boeing 737 MAX 8 which is an mm-hmm. aircraft that both WestJet and Air Canada operate. So uh, I would think that these uh, pilots, 
in particular will have little trouble landing on their feet at some point over the next few months with one of the major carriers, whether it's Air Canada, WestJet, or their regional affiliates. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a tough situation, but given the shortages in the industry, as you mentioned, Alex, uh, most mm. of these uh, pilots will be able to find their way. Yeah, and WestJet rebranched and relaunched and, and rebranded this in 2021. Um, they had, I guess, Enerjet, and and but the, but their claim to fame and what they felt was the niche for them was that no hidden fees and you'd get these ultra cheap flights. So, what is it about their business model um, that didn't work? Like, why is it that we get these cheaper regional airlines and they, in this country anyway, cannot get it going? Is it just that we kind of put up every barrier in front of them? Uh, uh, Alex, you're absolutely right. And that's a great question. You know, it, we do put up every barrier up against them. And I think most listeners who have traveled outside uh, Canada will exp- will have experienced or will at least have seen ultra low cost carriers in action, whether it's in Europe or in Asia or in the United States. Many of them will have seen ads, for example, for flights between Lond- London and Edinburgh for five pounds. Or, uh, you know, last last week, uh, I flew from Kuala Lumpur to Jakarta for 23 mm-hmm. Canadian dollars. Um, and, that's, you know, th- those those are not possible in Canada when you've got airport improvement fees alone. So, you know, setting foot at Pearson Airport, little uh, people don't know this, but setting foot at Pearson Airport costs every single traveler, man, woman and child, $40. Okay. So $40 uh, goes to the airport authority just for setting foot in the terminal building. Well, when you've got all of those fees and taxes added up um, and, you know, the lowest possible fare you could pay in Canada is in the low $100, the stimulative ability of low fare carriers just doesn't exist in this country. So you don't have the ability to, to stimulate new traffic. So all you're doing is you're fighting against the big players, the Air Canada's and the WestJet, to capture that same market that all airlines are fighting for in Canada and not growing the pie for new airlines. Right. Therefore, we will never be able to, let's say, fly from Toronto to, you know, the West Coast for under, you know, eight, nine hundred bucks. And that's, I think, shame on us. Um, it's a big country. You know, we don't have the luxury of driving everywhere. And so flying does actually matter, especially if you're in one of these rural areas that does not get serviced. And so the impact to these rural areas. And so what do you see, Duncan, as the, um, you know, the landscape in Canada for, for, um, Airfare or air airlines, because this is not a new problem. And there's been complaining for years about we need more competition. But what needs to change and where do you see it going? Look, Alex, it's, it, you're so right. It is not a new problem. You listed a number of airlines that have failed in the past. And frankly, the list of airlines that have failed outnumber the list of airlines that have continued to operate. So, you know, right. Canada is a tough place for an airline to operate. Ten years ago, I sat on the Canada Transportation Act review panel where we looked at some of the factors as to why it's so difficult to not just launch service, but sustain service in Canada. And, you know, the biggest reasons for that are the foreign ownership and control rules that we have in Canada that make it very difficult for airlines to raise cash. Um, Mm -hmm. And secondly, all of these fees and charges that we charge in Canada on top of the base airfare, uh, that make mm-hmm. it impossible for new airlines to distinguish themselves and find their footing in the market. You know, many of these airlines in Europe and Asia, like, you know, whether it's EasyJet yeah. or Ryanair, those airlines started out small and made their name by offering things like one-pound fares or five-euro fares. 
And when they capture that part of the market, they're able to grow sustainably. In Canada, when you don't have that ability, you can never grow. Yeah, I mean, they've got puddle jumpers everywhere. That's what they call them. Just get on uh, in Kuala Lumpur and then go to wherever it is, Thailand, whatever. Puddle jumpers. But they seem to make it, uh, they make it work. We, for whatever reason, uh, cannot. The other side of this, uh, Duncan, and, and I've, I've been in it when I got caught in the Air Canada strike, and, you know, you're trying to scramble, but covering off Canada 3000, when you have all these people showing up for trips and weddings and flights, and they're being told, yeah, we're out of business, too bad for you. And, and so there's never any warning for the consumer that these things are happening. And, and on the other side of it, in the business world, it's like, well, we can't give you a warning, but there's really no protection. And so there will be a lot of people who booked on this particular regional carrier that are just going to be out of luck. They're going to lose whatever money. Some will get it back, but it does. It, there's not a lot of warning for the consumer on these things. And there, there's not a lot of warning. And the problem is, is the sooner you give the warning, the quicker the bankruptcy happens. You know, like, I mean, yeah. an airline saying we're about to go bankrupt is not going to sell a single ticket. And they need the, those those uh, revenues from those tickets to pay their wages and the fuel and everything mm-hmm. like that. So there's never a warning. Um, the good thing is, though, for many consumers, most consumers now buy their tickets using credit cards. So, you know, for listeners who have tickets that are now worthless because of the links uh, closure, they'll be able to apply to their credit cards for what's called a chargeback. So, you know, they'll mm-hmm. at least be able to recoup the monies that they spent on links. The, t- the trouble is, if they're still intending to travel, it's highly unlikely they'll find fares that are comparable to what they paid. Yeah. Um, let the credit card companies uh, fight this out in bankruptcy court. Just before I let you go, Duncan, what happens to the fleet then of these planes? Do they go to someone else? Do they get um, sucked up into WestJet and then just add more flights? Like what, what happens now in the fallout? Or do the banks take those planes? No, so that's a great question. Lynx has a nine aircraft, the 737 MAX 8 aircraft. Uh, they're all leased, which basically means that Lynx doesn't own any of them. They mm-hmm. lease them from lessors who will turn around and seize those aircraft and release them to a new uh, airline that's willing to start up a new or existing airline that needs, air, that, that <laughs> yeah. needs planes. So, you know, the, the, the planes will wind up somewhere. There's always a use for them. And I think that uh, what's going to end up happening is uh, lessors are going to be repossessing these aircraft if, uh, by no later than next week, but if not sooner. Jeez, yeah. It's not like they can sit around, but like, who would want to take the risk in this market? And th- again, Air Canada and WestJet, that's all we've really got to choose. Um, so do you see another regional carrier? Like, they're, I don't think they're going to go down this road again. Well, look, I mean, I think that Porter, as you mentioned earlier, um, is doing well. They're growing. Yeah. They've added new aircraft to their fleet, and they seem to have the deep pockets and the know-how to compete. So I think we're probably on our way in this country to two big national carriers, Air Canada and WestJet. You've got Porter that's yeah. growing. Uh, but many of these smaller carriers, whether it's Flair or, you know, other ones that the listeners may not even heard of, they're probably, their days are probably either numbered or they're going to have to re- really do some serious thinking about how they can continue operating going forward. <sighs> what a mess. What a mess. All right. Well, stay tuned to this, Duncan. Very much appreciate uh, giving us the info you've got. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. All right, Duncan D. joining us, who used to be with Air Canada. So we'll see what the fallout of this is, but no question, there will be fallout.